What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great holiday weekend, at least for those celebrating Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and abroad. Um, for those who didn't, well, hope you just had a great weekend and are back to your, your usual routine on, on Mondays. Uh, my name is Zane. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. You know, Monday back from a, from a holiday is never the most fun, but uh, it was a good break. And, you know, there's, there's lots of cool things to talk about. So, I'm in a cheery mood. <laughs> Very true. Well, I feel like with the holiday last week, it, news was kind of slow. So we'll see how long this episode goes for. But we do have a couple things that we want to dive into. The first is that it is Cyber Monday. So the Vive is still being offered for $100 off. And I think the best deal we saw was with the Microsoft Store. Uh, because they're offering not only the $100 off the Vive up front, but you also get $100 in Microsoft credit, if I remember correctly. So, Very cool. Yeah, in that sense, you'd be getting almost $200 worth of value. So grab it today if you can't. But I know most of the people who are listening uh, probably have a Vive. Actually, I shouldn't say that because we get a lot of people who want to get a Vive and are listening. So if you guys are snoozing on this deal, uh, this might be one of the best that you'll see for a while. But uh, moving on, um, Doom 3, there was a mod created for the Vive. Did you hear about this, Ronnie? Uh, yeah, so I heard a little bit about it. I, I haven't gotten a chance to try it myself yet, but I'm really interested in, in, in checking it out. Um, if you want to get, it sounds like they just, uh, someone's, yeah, someone's gotten uh, Doom 3 BFG edition to work in with, with the Vive. Yep, yep. So it was uh, developed by Codes for Fun, at least that's the uh, the alias online. So thank okay. you, Codes for Fun, for, for making that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this and I, I was just reading a couple notes about it because I haven't had a chance to try it myself either. But the game is set up so you don't need much space. Uh, it does boast a solid 90 frames per second, so the tracking okay. and gun flashlight and all the stuff that you're using uh, are pretty great. Um, okay. In terms of that, uh, I was looking and I saw that there was a Reddit user Arrowin X who posted a guide to how to play this on your. VR system or on your Vive, I should be specific. Uh, so we'll actually make sure to include that in the show notes. So anybody who's interested uh, can look further into that. But I'll be honest, man, I actually never even played the original Doom games, but I know you did, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I played all the old ones and, and Doom 3 in particular. I remember getting, actually, yeah, it, it came out kind of around Half-Life 2. Um, and I remember building a new PC specifically for both of those for both of those games when they were coming out. So Doom 3 was kind of the, the technical powerhouse at the time. And you just wanted, you know, especially with all the shadow work that that game had going in it. And, you know, obviously Carmack was kind of, he's, you know, the, the lead or one of the main programmers behind uh, Doom and, mm-hmm. and Doom 3's engine. Uh, he's, he's well known. So, and, and yeah, the, the funny thing about Doom 3, which is, and I don't want to go too, much into the history of things because it would actually take quite a bit of time. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, but give yeah, us Doom, a, the short yeah, version. Doom then. 3 was the first game that uh, John Carmack was kind of showing off with the the duct tape, uh, you know, beta, whatever, alpha version of yeah, yeah. the Oculus hardware. Mm-hmm. So that's what, so originally, originally they were get he had Doom 3 running on on what uh, what later became Oculus hardware. So at the time, Oculus didn't didn't exist, and and they they he had kind of bootstrapped Doom three to work on that, and then because of the fallout between uh, id Software and Bethesda, 
which, you know, they're the publishers of, of Doom 3 and, and all of those games. Um, yeah, so the, the fallout between them and Oculus led to Doom 3 dropping support of VR. So originally, Doom 3 was actually scheduled to be one of the first titles that was going to support the Oculus and the Oculus Rift when it was going to be released. And we're talking like, you know, right at the beginning of the Kickstarter, like way, way long ago. And then somewhere in that mid ground, in that midpoint, when, you know, while it was being developed and the dev kits were being sent out and everything, uh, you know, there were legal troubles between both sides and they dropped the support. So it's kind of ironic to see Doom 3 be supporting VR. I don't know if there's any unofficial hacks to get it to work with the Oculus already, but I don't remember seeing anything like that. So the fact that uh, you know most people getting to play Doom 3 in VR for the first time is going to be on the HTC Vive, I think is kind of, kind of ironic and kind of funny. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know for sure. Well, it's funny how it just full circle comes around, right? Yeah, so, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, well, the the most interesting thing that I read, though, was uh, there was a commenter online saying that while they remember the original game, uh, not the virtual reality one, being not goofy, but in a sense, just it wasn't like it's a completely different experience in VR, I guess, to make a long story short. And he says how he didn't care much for the original game, but after trying it out in VR, um, it, it totally, you know, redefined just everything for him. So that does oh. that is pretty exciting, and I I do want to try it out at some point. So hopefully, yeah, we'll yeah. Ho- maybe no, mention the vi- it. Yeah, the vibe the vibe in that game is kind of you know creepy, kind of sp- like it didn't really come off quite that way because it was kind it's kind of like a monster closet, kind of you know you turn the corner and thing and and you know enemies kind of demons and stuff spawn out of nowhere and come and attack you, and it was just kind of a frenetic you know, fast paced kind of game, but you could tell that the developers were really trying to make it more moody and kind of creepy and, you know, it was full of shadows, like I was mentioning before and yeah, yeah. everything was really dark. So I, I could imagine that that would play differently in, in, in much more scary in VR. So that's actually, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the immersiveness of it will definitely, um, add yeah, to that just factor, things so. jumping out at you and you not knowing where things are coming from and all that kind of stuff. I, that that in general plays much better in VR, I think. I mean, just looking at all of the horror experiences that have come out for the Vive and that are on Steam, I mean, yeah. it's definitely like VR gives that experience quite well. Yep. Or at least it seems so. Yep, agreed. Um, cool. Well, we'll have to make sure we try that out and maybe mention it on a future game talk when we get the chance. Uh, but moving on, we have a couple more things to get to. This one, it's a lot of rumors, but we're going to mention it anyway. I guess the HTC Vive number two ha- uh, has been fast-tracked, and this was actually confirmed by HTC spokesperson Rickard Stiber. Uh, he confirmed that it is being fast-tracked, that there will be a major hardware upgrade, uh, a new design, and improved performance. He did not comment on whether or not the next generation would be wireless, but I think that is the direction we we all see it going. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard any other news on this? No, I haven't. Actually, yeah. When you had when you had told me about that story, that was the first I'd heard of it. So after this, I'm probably going to go, you know, check out some more of those articles, see what else I can dig up. But that's really interesting. I mean, especially I guess with all this talk of uh, all the, all this talk about uh, you know the wireless kit 
and new controllers. And when you start thinking about all that stuff kind of adding up, if, if HTC did want to release, you know, new hardware, it sounds like, you know, there's enough changes already from, you know, what we know about that could potentially make it into, you know, a second revision. And yeah, I, I just think that's interesting. And, and I mean, it's also interesting in light of, I mean, supposedly HTC recently said something about, and this is just popping into my head now as we're talking about this article, but, um, or this subject, uh, but HTC had recently said something about, you know, them actually selling through quite a bit more than the 140,000 you know, units or so that had yeah. previously been reported. I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. So, so I don't know if, if this is them kind of, you know, they make that statement and now they're rushing for the second, if, if they're trying to, you know, make a push for, uh, I don't know, you know, saying that they're kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to some of the other headsets in terms of how they've been selling and they want to keep that momentum maybe going. I'm, I'm not really sure, but yeah, but it's, it's no, interesting. The, yeah, that information that you mentioned earlier, I believe, came out during their like quarterly uh, quarterly meetings or quarterly announcements to shareholders. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so not only did they confirm that they had sold at least 140,000, but I believe they said uh, that it was more than that, although, of course, they're not going to give exact numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could definitely be following up on that. Um, I mean, there are also rumors about them trying to uh, sell off their phone division because VR is actually taking off quite well. <clears throat> and I guess they don't want the uh, the phone or mobile side of things weighing it down. But I guess we'll just have to see how that all plays out with them. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to yeah keep and keep my ears and eyes open for more articles about... Because, yeah, that is, that is kind of interesting. And it does look like a lot of these articles just kind of quickly pulling it up. It, yeah, the, it looks like they're saying maybe it says... I'm trying. I'm just looking at it right now, but I mean, even maybe a wireless version of the headset coming out sometime in in the first uh, 2017. Yeah, yeah, in the first quarter of 2017. So if that's the case, then man, like, I mean, it's not. If you think about it, it's not too far out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, think about the fact that they were selling those other kits, uh, you know, from China recently, and those sold out so quickly. And if they work well, like, you know, there have been reports, again, we haven't, you know, had the opportunity to try those out. Um, and I've heard anywhere from, you know, as high as around 15 milliseconds of lag being introduced to as low as two. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was closer to that two millisecond range, you're really not going to even be able to tell, you know, any kind of lag difference between wireless and wired. And, and maybe that's what, that maybe that's what HTC is thinking. They see, they saw how many people jumped at those at those previous kits and they thought you know what why don't we you know rather than just releasing those kits by themselves in the US market and other markets maybe we can you know release a new a new hardware kit and and kind of build up you know uh hype and kind of a new you know you know a new a new, uh, a new marketing you know campaign around that yeah yeah of course so I just hope they, they still release that wireless hardware in a timely manner for, for all of us early adopters. Yeah, so. that, I, you know, that's that's the thing. I'm just I'm so torn about this just because 
I do fall in the camp of early adopter for when it comes to VR. And yeah. you know, you just want to make sure that spent a good amount of money to get the headset this year. If they're to come out with a truly uh, redesigned hardware in 2017, early 2017 specifically, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, I like, I don't know if I want to drop that much money on a brand new thing. Like, yeah, I, like, I can't, I, I, again, like, I mean, you never know. And yeah, anything is possible, but I mean, I don't think it would be too much of a burn to leave everyone that had purchased Vive systems already out to dry. I mean, yeah, these true. are all the people that were most excited about VR to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even if the number isn't that high, um, you don't want, you know, to lead new, new co- potential customers down the path of, again, thinking that they're going to be left behind at the next step and vice, you know, again and again and again. Exactly. So you can't, you can't, you know, you can't burn, you know, 200,000 people that were early adopters and then, and then turn around and expect people to continue to buy, you know, hardware in the future. So I, I would imagine that this is going to be, if it does come out that early, I bet you it's just going to be, you know, repackaging the Vive, maybe making it a little bit lighter, more attractive, and then making it, you know, wireless or something like that. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we, we've we discussed this at length in the past, so I don't want to belabor the point. You know, we'll wait until there's more details and then, uh, you know, kind of see how things shake out from there. Yep. Agreed. Cool. Okay. So we got a couple more. Um this first one I thought was just interesting just because of the hype that came came with it. Gary the Gull, uh, I think you and I were discussing that earlier, but it's been released. Uh, the notes behind it, or at least the reason why there's been so much coverage on it is that it's, it, I'm sorry, is because it's created by Mark Walsh of Motional Entertainment, and he is an alumnus of Pixar. Uh, so okay. it's great to see people from the movie industry again kind of dipping their toes in the VR pool. Yeah, especially animation. Um, yeah. It makes sense because it's, I mean, computer animation, computer graphics, everything goes hand in hand. And, uh, you know, it's already being modeled in 3D and everything. So it's kind of the perfect fit for virtual reality. So I'm, I'm interested to check it out. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. I mean, it's a free experience. So, I mean, you kind of have no reason to. I did see some of the reviews were a little negative, And I think that's just because it was a little okay. buggy or crashing. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely yeah, want to. said something about trying to to get it to run and it was kind of giving you problems. Yeah. Just literally right before we started recording. Um, so I, I saw a little bit inside. It looks fantastic actually. I mean, if you've, you know, it's like being inside of a Pixar movie. So the graphics and the art are, are great, but I just couldn't get it to run. It kept freezing or something. And I I probably just got to restart my computer. So I will, uh, yeah, once, once you and I get a chance to, to go through it, um, we can talk about it on a, on a future game talk episode. Yeah. Like you said, if it's free, there's not a whole, it sucks when, you know, programs and games and stuff are buggy but if it's free you can't really complain all that (laughs) yeah absolutely all right down to our last topic and this is one you actually brought to my attention i'd seen it earlier but um i hadn't looked into it uh until you had mentioned it uh right before we started chatting and that is ubisoft announces a cross-platform play for all of its future vr titles and uh, so that includes Eagle Flight, Werewolves Within, and I believe the upcoming Star Trek game. But what else have you heard on this? Yeah, uh, that that was pretty much the extent of it. It was just I think Red Storm is it a, is is Ubisoft's uh, uh, VR develop developer and their brand their VR branch, I should say. And they're the ones that are kind of you know they're the ones working on Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew and 
in in that game. Man, there's so they, many people excited for that game too. Yeah, no, it sounds so cool. And the fact that I mean, it's gonna it, it is mainly focused on multiplayer. To think that you know they're gonna do everything that they can to uh, bring as many people into the fold to play together as possible. And that game is is really you know exciting and and it's a p- very positive you know piece of news for me. I think because that that means. You know, you're going to be able to have, you know, several times the amount of people trying to get in there, um, you know, to join your party and whatnot. So, I mean, I, I just I just like this is a very feel good uh, news item. It was, you know, it was posted on 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 uh, one of the, uh, the Ubisoft developers blogs. And it just yeah, I hope more uh, developers take this route. I don't know exactly how difficult it is to enable cross platform multiplayer uh but at the very least if you know more and more triple a developers uh these big companies like ubisoft and and others uh, that are getting into the vr space if if you know if they're already going to be developing games for playstation vr and and, and these others you know why not you know find ways of releasing those onto you know the rift and the vive and getting everyone you know in in matches together because you know, God knows we need to to bring as many of the, the VR enthusiasts together as possible. So. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, looking at at the multiplayer games uh, currently available for the Vive, you know, if if there's no user base there, it quickly crashes and burns. Yeah, and there's only so many. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, even if a game's really good, you only have so much time and energy to devote to a mm-hmm. multiplayer game at a time. Yeah. So when you fracture that base by, you know. When you're only talking about Vive owners, that pool becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. So, I mean, yeah, Eve Valkyrie was the latest one. And I haven't gotten a chance to try that yet, but I've heard people, you know, people have been saying great things about that because, you know, because of its cross-platform uh, multiplayer capabilities and that it really invigorated even even people that, you know, have been playing it on the Oculus Rift since that uh, piece of hardware came out. You know, people that weren't able to find matches then all of a sudden are able to find tons of matches now because there's all these new Vive owners out there playing playing Eve Valkyrie and same thing with you know PlayStation. So mm-hmm. so that's so that's really exciting news. And yeah, like I said, I just really hope that one one this continues in terms of multiplayer experiences. You know, more cross platform multiplayer the better. And then two, that this also uh, leads developers to want to include multiple platforms into their games that they wouldn't otherwise have thought of. So, I mean, in order to make a game, you know, cross-platform multiplayer capable, you also have to put that game out on multiple platforms. So, uh, if, if this continues to do well, I think that, you know, that's going to give developers another incentive to make sure that they're publishing their games on all of the VR platforms. And giving them that cross-functionality. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a two, it's a, yeah, it's, you get, you get two for one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's, that's all I have. Uh, anything you got? No, that, that's pretty much it. But yeah, huh. even though it was kind of a slow week, some of those news items were kind of more interesting. So for sure. um, it's, it's all good stuff. And, 
Well, and let's let's end we'll on that on that feel good note then. <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me. Cool. Well, for everyone listening, hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher. Please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Connect with us. Uh, and we post these episodes as well as gameplay videos on YouTube too. So love to chat with you there. And yes, we will see you guys again on Wednesday. Take care. And have a great week.